live and on lockdown. Are you ready? Ready, ready? Broadcasting from Edinburgh, Scotland and across the globe. Listen here. You're listening to Ramsey Unleashed, going beyond borders podcast. The host, Fraser Ramsey. Hey, this is Afia Letham, creator of the Frame Your Day app, helping you walk out every day in victory. I'm proud to be a sponsor of Ramsey Unleash, going beyond borders. Hi, this is Zakia Ringold from NaturalSoapbySakia.com, proud sponsors of the Ramsey Unleashed, going beyond borders podcast. And good day, everybody, wherever you're listening from, whether you're on, watching the live or on video, or you're listening via audio purposes for the podcast. This is another edition of Ramsey Unleashed, going beyond borders. Coming to you live from Edinburgh, Scotland, but we're, as I say, we like to go beyond borders and we're interviewing our next guest who is currently in Costa Rica. He's just recently moved to Costa Rica, but we're going to hear that journey, how she, why she moved there, and uh, but obviously the story of she's a former addict and we're going to hear her journey and where she is, how she got to where she is now, uh, her background, what happened, and as I say, uh, anything addic- addiction is obviously is destroys lives in general. It's how she turned her life around. So we're going to hear my guest, Mandy Alexis, uh, and we're going to hear her story. And basically, hopefully, you're challenged by somebody who has been through, obviously, uh, addiction and how she's conquered it. And uh, how if you are going through something like this in, in your life, that you will maybe take some tips from it and you will be able to hopefully conquer uh, that in your life as well. So you'll be able to and use her experience and how she turned her life around. So, like, man, I was going to say Alexis, Mandy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mandy, welcome to the Ramsey Unleashed Going Beyond Borders podcast. And thank you for replying to uh, be a guest um, on uh, the, the sort of podcast collaboration groups on Facebook, how to find people and get interviews and help get their story out there. So how's your uh, day how's, how's your day been and how's life in Costa Rica? Yeah, good. Um, I just arrived on Saturday, so it's. Um, but I've been going back and forth for like a few years now, um, but finally made like the the jump to make it like a permanent home. So it's very exciting. That's good. So we'll we'll discuss what you're going to do in Costa Rica later on. So let's let's uh, fire in. Tell us about who you are, your story, and tell us about the sort of your kind of life growing up, leading into maybe how your sort of addiction, education, family life. I was growing up. Tell us a bit of the background, the foundations of uh, how you eventually basically became an addict in some way. Yeah, so I guess my, my journey with uh, drugs started young. Um, I was 12 the first time I smoked weed, and that kind of like snow- snowballed into things quite quickly by like 14 15 we were drinking and experimenting with like acid and ecstasy um and then obviously the drinking and experimenting went on until um like for years and then by the time the bar ages came so it would have been 19 was the first time i um did cocaine and then that i actually like it was the drug that got me for sure. I had been a functioning cocaine act for 16 years after that. So. So what was the leading, obviously to when you're at sort of 12 years old and you're trying these sort of soft drugs, uh, basically uh, for the first time, what led up to that? What was the kind of, we just hang around the wrong crowd in school or something or what? Yeah, I don't really, I, what, 
my friends had older siblings and like, I guess they saw their siblings doing it. And then just, they br- they actually brought it to the park one day when we met up after, and during summer break and they're like, Oh, we, we got this. You want to try it? And I was like, sure. And then just, you know, like it was fun. You get like, you know, giggly and all that kind of stuff. And then like, as you know, we had these like older people in our lives. We had access to all this other stuff and it just kind of like carried on from there. So it was, yeah, I guess it was just the group of friends that I was with and like who their families were. So so where was school life for you? Where about where did you live? I was in, I was in, grew up in Canada in Manitoba. So I was in, I was in a city, Winnipeg is what it was called. So, um, yeah, I went to like an inner city school and think for, for junior high and high school. Um, so, you know, a mix of kids from all walks of life, but we definitely had, um, uh, you know, access to, to recreational drugs within that school. So. Was it a rough school or was it kind of generally quite a. Well, there were gangs and stuff in the school, like, but I guess there was like two, there was two sides to the school. We had like the flexible learning side and then like the, what they called was the regular school program side. And, but there were, we had like actual gangs where there'd be like, you know, red and blue and you had to be initiated to get in. I wasn't a part of the gangs, but they were definitely uh, like, you know, um, they were a staple in, in where I went. So. So what was, uh, what part, so what was gang life like? What, what, what year was this around about? Sorry? What, what year was this, would you say? 80s well, I, I guess it would have been in like late, like early 2000s. Um, yeah, but I wasn't in the gangs. Like they were just around, so, you know, you just, they would threaten you if you wore like red or what, like blue. Like you couldn't wear their colors when you went to school there, but they, they kind of just stuck to the gangs, right? Like they didn't pick on um, people who weren't associated. So we just kind of lived amongst them i suppose you could say interesting mm-hmm. so by basically so your drug life you got obviously you got hooked on cocaine uh which is obviously the turning point uh tell us about your well t- just tell us about the drug journey because obviously when you obviously you're taking drugs in it's, I mean, it's like c- cigarettes you don't just get hooked on cigarettes it's a dirty smoke and you gradually before you know and you have to get it in general what Tell us, just go through your journey, because when you get, you're taking drugs, you're not just going to get addicted, you're going to want more, and you obviously usually people have to steal, or you get given them, or you have to buy them, all that kind of, usually, I don't know if that was that your journey by how you got them, or you just worked and you bought them, but what was your, sort of? So, how it worked for me was, first, it just would start off as just being very recreational, in the sense of, like, you know, just on the weekends and stuff, and then what happened was, um, I was approached by um a drug dealer actually and he he said why don't you start selling um to your friends and then that would like support your habit and stuff and it seemed pretty logical at the time i just thought you know i just won't have to to spend money on it but then like any business like it grew and eventually like i was like selling so much and I had like you know I had the separate phone I had two apartments one where I lived in and one with like fake names where like I kept um you know all my supplies and stuff and I wasn't working for a few years you know living a very like luxurious life going on trips and had all the coolest electronics and I was 
you know, in my early twenties, so it was, it was a, a big lifestyle uh, to have and lots of money. And I guess in a sense, not really a lot of responsibility. So um, that's kind of how, where, how my journey got like very deep was because I just had it all the time. I had access. I could be up for days and it didn't matter. Right. Um, then eventually what happened was I, I wanted to open up my own business and I didn't want that life to like coincide with my new one. So I, I slowly let go of doing the dealing, but yet my addiction was still there. So I was still, you know, it, be- it became just part of my life, right? Like I was, I would do it almost every day and it was almost kind of like, um, you know, keeping me going so that I could do all the things like work and go to school and hang out with family and stuff like that. So like, and not a lot of people, like, I mean, obviously my friends and stuff knew that I was doing it, but I don't think people knew it the extent that I was into it. Um, just cause like I mentioned it, I was functioning, right. So just like you have your functioning alcoholics, it was like the same idea. Um, and then eventually I really just stopped hating how it felt. I just didn't like the relationships that I had based around this lifestyle uh it was like my brain was starting to break from like so much drug use so that's when I was like I need to stop like this just isn't fun anymore like and I'm you know it's good I'm not going to be able to get the life that I truly want if I keep down this path what was um what was the business you're trying to set up on the site on the on the off site uh, it was an indoor dog park, actually. So where I'm like from, it gets extremely cold in the winter and then we get extremely hot in the summer. So it was uh, a place for that. I Like I did end up opening it up, um, but there's somewhere where dogs could go with a, like a safe environment. Um, so, yeah, so we were open for just over a year and then something happened to the landlord that whatever we had to close. But uh but yeah, so um, see, I was also like doing things right to 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 further myself in my life. So um, for many years, I didn't see my problem as a problem, right? Because I was completing, you know, the checklist, you know. But um, it was a problem. I just didn't see it then. What was the so what while take while going through and taking drugs and obviously just feeding that lifestyle, taking them and trying also selling them. Uh, but then obviously what was the health, um, as- what was the, I was trying to say the health aspects, the health, the thing, what was the impact on your life through health or while you're taking drugs and what kind of stuff we, how was it yeah. affecting your, because obviously if you're taking drugs, it's going to affect your health and your lifestyle, and your, 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 your looks and everything. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, like looks wise, like you wouldn't be able to tell. I like, for some reason I could carry, I carried it very well. Um, but it was, it was how I was feeling like my mind, like I like thing, like my, it was like I had mentioned, it was almost like my mind was breaking and I was finding it hard to like, like to like just function at a, at a normal capacity or even just, you know, like I would get very confused about, um, conversations with friends or that like even just like what 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 I was worth and things like that like it was definitely my mind just felt like like it was melting basically and like I knew that if I wanted to like you know live like a life where you know I could 
be anything I wanted and like have like the, a love in my life and things like that, I'd have to change who I was because I was destroying myself literally from the inside. Right. So, so what made you, well, when did you start that journey of deciding to like, how did, okay, how did, I, how did I escape this whole drug thing? Yeah. So I started, started yeah. It took a few different tries for me to finally like be able to say goodbye to completely. Like there were a few things that like helped me along my way. Um, When I made the decision that I was like, okay, I really need to stop. I was looking for like a new community and um, I found one on Facebook that was all about just like, you know, lifting people up um, positively and being an inspiration. And one of our assignments was to like create, um, inspirational memes. So they told us, you know, like, just take a pretty picture and say, put something positive on it and like, just start retraining your brain on how to think. And then during that time, I discovered that like, I actually had like a gift of like seeing the beauty in the world. And then I could come up with a motivational, um, saying that matched the picture. And, um, I created Mandy Alexis motivation. So I, I sell these prints now and like canvases and things. And most of my pictures are actually taken in Costa Rica on one of my trips. But I found like, a, like I was getting a lot of feedback from the community saying like, Oh, this is exactly what I needed to hear. Oh, thank you for posting this. And it was, it was my motivation to realize like, you know, like, like they, people needed me, people needed to see this. People needed to hear these things. Um, just, you know, to, to get through a a bad day and that helped keep me motivated to become better. Um, and then the next big step was like, I met a man and just the way he loved and supported me. And, um, yeah, it was like, I was almost like, I just needed to feel that much love in order to make that last push to be able to like break free from this very unhealthy uh, lifestyle. So, yeah, it was, uh, you know, love does a lot for someone, right? <laughs> exactly. So while you were obviously breaking free from your own journey through drugs, how did you feel, obviously, when you were selling drugs to people, did you feel that you wanted to help these people go down and get, escape the same route or in any way at all? Yeah, I mean, I just, I would, I want everyone to, to not have that at lifestyle, right? Like, um and like I was, my, my goal now is to just for people to see that, you know, I, I got out of it. Like I was very much involved in it to, on many different scales. And, you know, I've really reinvented who I am. Like I have worked through uh, like traumas and like, just like all this pain and like limiting beliefs and even just like the addiction in itself to become like a whole new version of myself. And I just, like, I want everybody to know that, like, even though you've been one way or stuck in one thing for so long that, like, there, you can change yourself to become, like, a better version or a happier, healthier version of yourself. You just really need to to believe in yourself and, like, want it really badly, right? So, Apart from, just to slightly backtrack a little bit, apart from the, the, the drugs that you were on, what other traumas did you go through in your life? Um, well, like, you know, my father was an alcoholic and so we grew up, my mom and him divorced when I was young, but he still, he was, he wasn't, he was violent in the house. Um, you know, breaking things, smashing things, punching walls, stuff like that. Um, I just, so that was a big one. Right. And just not really 
having that healthy home from the get-go. Like eventually my mom did divorce him and it was different, but we'd still be a part of his lives and we'd see these, I'd see these very unhealthy things from him. Like he would pull over and have a drink like while his three kids are like in the car and stuff like that. Right. It's just like, um, you know, seeing that as a child, you kind of get a warped idea of what normal or like is or what's acceptable. Right. So, um, and he, my dad was in and out of my life. He would, so I had like the abandonment trauma because he would say he's coming to pick us up and wouldn't show up. He would literally just be sitting on the porch with no phone call, no nothing. Right. So as a, as a small child, not being able to rely on your parent, um, that definitely caused some trauma within. So was there a kind of was there domestic violence so well he at all in the well, he wasn't he wasn't like violent to my mom he like he didn't hit her he just was he would punch walls and break dishes right so I, it was still you know disturbing to see and yeah. hear as a child right so it's kind of border borderline but not quite uh, mm-hmm. so it's inventing more rather than the physical I suppose in a sense it's like more I suppose in a sense like psychological in a sense because you're not physically doing it, it's the kind of aspect actions can psychologically as well kind of have effect, as, especially on yourself as you, as a child and your mother. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so I'm just trying to go through this quite quickly. As I crumbs are covering all the bases, usually I like to just take it easy. But this is, <laughs> but um. Yeah, anything else? I mean, any any other stuff you want to just talk about? I mean, I know, I mean, is it, you said me obviously just you just mentioned regarding your uh, the, what your dad was, what you went to as a child, and uh, some of that loneliness uh, that in your life. I mean, what other kind of things have you been through, or anything else that you, uh, challenges in your life that you would have got? Have you gone through? Have you gone like maybe depression or something with drugs? That can other symptoms that have come with drug taking or mood swings or that type of thing. Yeah, well. Um... Obviously, there was some like depression when it came to um, using, but and then trying to when I was trying to get off it, that was a wild ride. Like it literally felt like my brain was like on fire at some points because um, it was like rebuilding itself, and I wasn't giving it, you know, what it had been like had for many, many, many years. And um, I never went to rehab, but I. Luckily, I had a friend who had already been clean for about seven years when I decided to take my journey. And so I was able to talk to her about what I was going through. And, you know, she was saying, like, it's very normal that, like, I can completely understand why, you know, you know, getting over addiction is hard because it's, it's painful. Like, not only are you, like, leaving a lifestyle that you that you may only know, it, it physically hurts as well, right? So... Um, you, like, yeah, it was just something I'd never, like, never thought would happen, I guess. First of all, getting the addic- addiction. And then when I wanted to, to stop, I didn't think it would, it would hurt physically like that and be as hard as it was, but definitely, you know, like it's not impossible. It like, and once you get through, you know, the, the first, I would say like three months, like it starts to become less and less um like a want for you like but um you do have to 
make big changes. Like I just stopped hanging out with certain friends and stopped going out um, and doing things that I was, you know, always doing because everything was a trigger, right? Like everywhere, everything, everything I did before was surrounding that. So yeah. Tell us about when you're obviously coming, when you're coming off drugs, you know, with, the withdrawals is not easy. Uh, coming in with people who is, it goes through different, it affects people in different ways. Tell us your gradual, so when you started to with take, stop taking drugs in your withdrawal journey, and then gradually, as it, when it gets slightly, obviously it gets easier as time goes by, but you obviously go through the first few days of probably mur- murder, probably in some way. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was actually months of it being like on and off hell, like to, to be honest, like, um, cause I kind of felt like I was like dreaming at sometimes, like my, like my head would just be so fuzzy and, you know, like I, I knew that if I just would have like done a line, like I would feel better, but like, you know, I had to fight through it. Like I said, my brain felt like it was on fire. I felt like I was fuzzy. I couldn't concentrate. Um, like, yeah, I couldn't even be around people like who were like smoke, like a smoke, a cigarette smoke would like start to like make me feel all weird because, you know, when I would drink, I would do cocaine, I would smoke a lot. And it was just all these North things, like even just walking down the street and like, you know, seeing, seeing someone have a cigarette, like would be challenging for me because it would be all these different triggers within, um, but yeah, it did obviously eventually get easier and stuff. And I just, I was very, very strict with myself about where I went and who I hung out with. So um, I did, I had to have talks with friends to tell them like, uh, like, sorry, like I can't, I can't have you in my life anymore, which, you know, is obviously hard because these people have been in my life for a very long time. And I know that's something that a lot of addicts struggle with, right? Because that's their crew. And you still need a community, like growing, like to grow, right? So, um, yeah, you find a new community, or I found a new community, and uh, eventually the pain went away. And I think it was probably at the year mark where I knew, like, for sure I was in the clear, and like things just really started to get better after that. So, well, I was going to ask that question at what point did you kind of <laughs> get yeah. that, so, that kind of clear part that when you just felt that you're right and clean? And I'm not going to actually be able to, um, yeah, uh, you're, you just feel you're now free that you can, you can, you're strong enough to not be tempted back uh, into that, that the, the old life. So, which is a good thing. So, but, so let's talk about, for those, just for those who are listening or watching, we are using StreamYard here. This is Ramsey on the East Colombian Borders podcast uh, with Mandy Alexis. She is in Costa Rica, uh, originally from Canada. Uh, we're just talking about uh, dissecting her journey from being an ex-addict and how she went the process and what she what, what she went through and how, how she's now clean. And we're going to, be able to come up to the point of where she is going forward now and what she's doing and uh, who she's, her sort of goals and what she's wanting to do, especially after we've all been in a sort of two-year hiatus, not a choice. I think it's a certain virus, I think, uh, floating around the, the world somewhere. <laughs> but, uh, I wouldn't mention it. Uh, but... Uh, but yeah, so let's we're going to talk about that. So uh, obviously, for audio purposes, it's the main thing for the podcast, and let's uh, we're just uh, talking about her story today. If you ha- are going to do this, we will have the you can reach out to her in some way or form, uh, and you can connect with her, and maybe you want to share your story, and she can help you in some way down the line. So let's tell us you're clean going forward and you're feeling confident, what was your sort of plans going forward from that clean part onwards? 
Well, now, right now I have, um, I'm, I'm a successful entrepreneur. I have my own business doing promotional branding. Um, but my big, my big vision for myself is to, to be in like a motivational speaker, talk, tell my story, encourage other people in that they can change, share all the tools, um, that I've used to help. Like, um, like I very much have tapped into like my spirituality during this journey. Um, I have a lot of different holistic wellness, um, exercises and tools that I use on a daily basis to keep myself feeling like grounded and centered. And, um, I just, yeah. So my big goal is to motivate and inspire people, put on wellness retreats and introduce, um, holistic, tools to more and more people uh, at the moment though so I'm doing marketing and it I've allowed I've built myself up a life where I have like time freedom financial freedom um, and it feels pretty good what I've accomplished in my three years being clean like not only reinventing myself like on a personal level but creating a business and a lifestyle that allows me to basically be free. I was able to move to Costa Rica and, um, with the, you know, bringing my job with me and being able to make my own schedule during the day. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, I just want to keep moving forward and enlightening people and inspiring them to go after whatever it is that their dreams are like, and they're they, that they can get over any, anything there, any unhealthy habit they can do. They can get, with your business at the moment, well, you just moved to Costa Rica. So, we did you move from Canada to Costa Rica, or was it? Yeah, from Canada yeah. to Costa Rica. So, I I just do my my business online. Yeah. Okay. And everybody, what kind of businesses do you help, or what in the areas that you help people? So, right, like right now, like what I do in marketing, it's promotional branding. So, anything that people want, like their logo put on, um, I I would help them get that all organized. Um, but yeah, and, and I'm also obviously always looking for opportunities, um, in any kind of capacity to help people. So whether it be with like working with kids or doing anything wellness or things like that. So now that I feel, now that I'm settled here, I'm just excited to see like what other opportunities will open up for me. Okay. I can connect you with uh, a couple of people as well right, with this, which would probably benefit you, uh, in, with your business. And obviously, what you're trying to achieve, which is a couple of people I can recommend, and I'll connect you with I, I, with this after the the podcast. Uh, so, what's uh, with your business? Do you is it just mainly where you are, or do you do international people around the world? Yeah, I mainly work with people within Canada for my business right now, um, and then yeah, but it's open to to um all of north america or around the world if people want like i have access to many many different suppliers and stuff so um yeah it's 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 nice that i can kind of open it up to anyone so any particular sort of goals that you uh, want to set when you're three years clean you're still fairly young i suppose uh three years is a good goal and been going forward you obviously want to keep build that up to five or ten years down the line you'd be going like well hey uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> like mass celebrations but uh, going forward um i mean what can it, uh, we're pretty much i would say we're living with covid and i say but we're kind of it's pretty much gone it's there but we're living with it things opened up but going forward now uh what's your kind of like two three four or five year goal that you're wanting to try and achieve 
Um, I really want to stand on like big stages and, and tell my story and inspire other people. Um, and I want to create um, like big events where people can come together and get inspired and take away tools and heal. I want to have uh, people where they a place where people can come and, and, you know, do energy work or yoga or learn more about meditations and have a safe space to um, move to the next version of themselves. Okay. So where can uh, people connect with you if they want to use your services or just chat to you regarding the, if they're going through something, a similar sort of road that you've been through already or down, I should say. Yeah, they can find me. I'm on Facebook and Instagram. It's at Mandy Alexis Motivation. Um, so they can find me there. They can also send an email to that to that as well, Mandy Alexis Motivation at gmail.com. Um, if people are interested in looking at the art that I've created throughout my journey to help that helps inspire me to to be better. Uh, it's Mandy Alexis motivation.ca. So um, there's some very, very beautiful pieces on there from, from Costa Rica. So I encourage people to check that out and get some inspiration on their walls. <laughs> there we go. That's good. Well, obviously is this your first connection to Scotland on a podcast? Or is this your Yeah, debut? it is. You are my first. <laughs> it's a debut on to Scotland, which is good. Do you think you, you hope to maybe travel around? Do you want to try and plan to travel and tell your story to people? In- yes. Yeah. I want to travel. Um, I want people to, yeah, I want to, like I said, stand on different stages across the world. Um, I've, and, you know, I've been to events where like wellness events where they invite a motivational speaker in to, um, to the event. And I want to be the person who tells the story. Like I, I always, the way a motivational person speaker makes me feel is like what I want to do for other people. Cause I've, you know, this, the hearing the stories of other people's success and what they've overcome, like also helped me get to where I am knowing that anything is possible, knowing this person came from here. So I want to be one of those people who can help inspire, inspire others. Cool. Well, I think we've kind of covered it. Anything else you want to say? I think we've kind of covered quite a lot in a very fast pace, I have to say. No, yeah. Usually, <laughs> I, usually, usually I, I usually drag these out for about an hour. I, usually, <laughs> oh, I don't know how we talk so so quickly about everything. I don't know. <laughs> this is going to be quite quick, actually. Fire. I'm trying, I've been, usually I'm just trying to drag, drag things out. I like to sort of let it flow or more less is there anything else you think you might have missed or want to talk about maybe something that i've not we've not covered that you want to maybe i think uh, is important i don't know i think i mean i basically feel like i've i've touched on all the points i just i just feel like the message for like to send out to your listeners is just so like no matter what people are going through or what what it is they're un, unhappy about in life like they just just really to know that change is possible like we we have access to so many free tools and free teachings that if we want it we can go find the way to heal and i encourage people to do so we are here to live happy healthy lives and feel joy a majority of the time and if you're unhappy in a situation or in a it, it was something in your life then i i just encourage you to go out and find um Find what resonates with you on how to heal and, and move past whatever pain you're ca- are being caused. Okay, there we go. 
I think we'll I think we've kind of covered that. Well, you can be able to connect with. Uh, we'll get the links to Mandy's uh, where you can be able to connect, and they'll be in the show notes on the podcast. And you'll be able to, as I say, this is live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, and uh, you'll be able to listen to it via Podbean, where the podcast will be uploaded for, and which goes out on the usual kind of uh, platforms like iTunes, etc. Uh, also Spotify. Uh, Amazon and blah blah blah. There's loads of places <laughs> you just upload it and it's there. Uh, but uh, yes, you're able to hear this back again. Um, but thank you for those who have tuned in or if you've been watching or wherever you are in the world. Uh, I hope this story has inspired you in some way that you'll be able to take something from it and connect with Mandy and hopefully be able to uh, reach out to her. But uh, we'll certainly be able to connect her up with some people with and hopefully we'll. Uh, she'll be on more podcasts and uh, be able to connect with people in that direction that she's wanting to go. So thank you very much for your time. Thank yeah, you. Thank you for having me on your show. No, I appreciate that. Well, to everyone who's watching, you have a great uh, week, day, month, evening, whatever you're doing um, for the coming of the summertime. Enjoy the weather. Enjoy it while it's there. Because as I say, uh, autumn, winter will be upon us soon. So <laughs> unless you're living in a permanently hot country and uh, you just, <laughs> you don't, it's just one season, really. <laughs> so it's always <laughs> It's like sunny constantly. Everyone else is freezing. But uh, but anyway, take care to everybody, and we'll uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Bye for now. Bye.